You're tuned in to Find Your Flow, a podcast about rising from the tough stuff and taking back your life. I'm Kristen Cho, and I know what it's like to believe you have failed so badly that you're officially out of time, ideas, and support. I also know what it feels like to finally shut that shit down. I started this podcast for women like me who were ready to quit quitting on themselves because I believe that no matter what you've been through, you still get to show up and bring your dream to life. And I'm going to help you do it. I'm going to tell you to stop worrying about what everyone else is doing and find your own flow. I'm going to support you as you overcome everything that holds you back and show you how to design life rhythms that keep you growing. Mostly, I'm going to encourage you to take back your power and just be unapologetically you. My intention is to help you see beyond the things that stand between you and your vision so you can wholeheartedly heal, recover, and reclaim your life. It's a great day for a comeback. Let's get to it. What is up, people? Thanks so much for pushing play today. I'm thrilled to have you. If you're here, um, just kind of jumping in, we have been spending the last couple of weeks breaking down the four main quests that are part of the Find Your Flow Rhythm Reclamation Journey. You can totally listen to this one and just like roll where you are. But I would highly suggest going back and listening to episodes 11 and 12 first. They break down the, um, the foundation upon which today's quest is built. And they give you a little background on this program in general and just a little more of the heart and soul behind it. So if you've got the time, definitely go listen to those first. But if you're in a crunch and this title called to you, hell yes, stay and listen. But just make a note to maybe go back and um, embrace the context surrounding this. So the Find Your Flow Rhythm Reclamation Journey, one more time, is just my way of coming back to center, finding home, getting your shit together inside so that you can show up wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and start making decisions, taking action, okay? Choosing paths that lead you to your highest self, that keep you moving from home, all right, that have your highest order in charge. And this is so important to me because this is a program that I created for my own self. And so a lot of my story is obviously infused in this, but it is not just for people who have gone through whatever I've gone through. Although I love to work with those people specifically Uh, Because you just, when you know what you've gone through, it definitely helps to, you know, take people along with you. But I made sure that when I broke this down into something that I wanted to hand off and use to support and serve others, I wanted to make sure that it was something that could apply across the board. And so these four main quests and the reason why I'm breaking them down the way I am are to show you the areas where whatever you're going through may be coming from. And the areas where if you get them in order, whatever you're going through might, you know, come back to center. And so today's is number three. We're going to be talking about designing a new vision. I've been doing my best to refine my language around this program and the steps within it because I do believe that language is very important. Mind you, I stumble a lot through through podcasts. If you follow me, you see that when I write, I have a certain voice. I get to edit that shit all day long. But when I'm when I push play here, like record, I 
am fumbling. I am in my raw element. And so I value language so much, but in the heat of it, uh, I do a lot of pauses and I try to think. And then if I mess up, I backtrack and correct as best I can. So I say all of that to say language is very important. The words that we choose to use to illuminate where we are and what we're going through and how we feel about it and where we want to go and how we're going to get there are just so vital to the whole process because until we can claim exactly what we're going through, until we can see clearly where we are, you name it, um, it's going to be very hard to make any progress. And when I chose to say design a new vision, this used to be, this section used to be called make your move. And it is about making a move. It is about doing some work, but it is starting from a deeper place. And so for me, it wasn't any longer, it was no longer about the action steps, but it was about the action that you take deep down inside. This step is highly connected with uh, new moon energy, specifically dark moon energy too, where all of the work is done in the safe secret place inside, where you are designing a vision for your life where you are writing affirmations that you're going to use to take you through the next lunar season, where you are embracing the things that you truly want to see happen. Like you are spending that dark moon energy really focused on the stillness and and just accepting where you are, not to accept to stay there, but to, you have to start where you are and then being able to clearly articulate what it is you want to see going forward, what you intend to draw in. As the moon waxes, you're going to be bringing energy to you. So whatever you decide on during this phase, you're going to be bringing into your life. All of that to say, designing a new vision, this quest is about literally just that, designing a vision from where you can move confidently through all the actions that follow because they are in line with something. You have now... you have a a clear core that unless stuff matches that you don't do it and we'll get into that in a little more detail but this is why these words matter so I wanted I just want you to first think about what it is to really sit and peel back layers and just kind of go within stop with the hustle and bustle for a little bit because we're so sucked into that right so just Mentally detach yourself from that from, for just a minute. Even if you're at work right now listening to this, even if you're in the thick of something, just stop for a minute and take away all of those responsibilities. And you probably won't be able to do it right now while I'm yapping in your ear, but just think about a time where you can in the future or have you have in the past kind of retreated to that deep inner space where it's just your voice. And think about what's being said there, what's being, um, what's being exclaimed there, what kind of attention is needed there. This is where we're going to be working today, that space inside. So if you could connect to that, that would be optimal. If not, make a note to do that and then be able to like go back and listen to the parts um, that follow because this is so not mental work. This is not even, I would say, emotional work. This is, for me personally, intuitive work. This is deep knowing work. 
And so the best way to really receive this message, I think, is from that place. But if you, again, if you can do that, listen with your mind, but make note, like there's a deeper part of you that really is going to be able to translate what this all means for you. And it might benefit you to go back um, later if you can't do it now. So I've centered myself as best I can as I want to convey this message to you. Try to center yourself now if you can, if you're in the car even listening. Just sit, stretch out a little bit at a stoplight. If you're in your office, if you're in like home office, outer office, wherever you are, even if you're at work and you're on your feet and you've got earbuds in, just take a deep breath and go inside and find that deep knowing place and just tap in and ask that voice to be um, with you as you are hearing these words. Because you're going to give this space an assignment today. And if you've already done intention setting work, if you've already done visualization work, great, you're primed. Um, For those of you who haven't, I'm giving you like a crash course right now to just kind of get in touch because we really want to make sure that this area has everything that it needs to operate for us. You can do this rhythmically, you know, with the moon. You can do this every day where you are deciding, you know, you're going to set new intentions. But ideally, these happen around the new moon. These happen around those dark times in our cycles when what's done, what's been out and busy is going, and then what's coming in, you know, needs a, needs a, a, a quiet, cool space to be planted in a sense. So designing a new vision for your life happens here because you don't want all of the mess from before, you know, crowding you. And again, why I suggested listening to the first, uh, the two episodes before this, remembering your magic first allows you to go within and just remember who the fuck you are and know that you have power within you to make space, to work magic, to bring your uniqueness into your situations to let yourself kind of detach from what's expected of you and who people think you should be and to get back to like who you really are. From there, from that knowing, that remembering, you get to move into alchemy. You get to begin shifting your experiences. You get to literally mold the energy of them so that you can emerge the sovereign power of your life and you decide how you're going to write your story's ending. This is no longer a wait and see because I don't have any authority, (laughs) but this is, uh, and now that I know who I am, I'm going to do it this way. I want it to end this way. And so it's not about dismissing and it's not about denial, but it's simply about accepting at such a deep level, everything that's happened and giving it enough respect to see it for what it is and understand That while it's very painful probably, while there might be dark things, while there might be unexplainable things, you're not going to let it stop you from trying to go forward and do your very best. And it is in these first two sections that we we make the space for that. Now, with Quest 3, Designing a New Vision, we have room. We have got space to put new things in, guys. Okay? So... It's because we live life in patterns that this is even needed. Like whether you learned it from your family, your friends, your culture, traditions, whatever, social media, hello, whether you developed it in response to something, it could have been a good or a bad experience, but you developed a response um, 
and that became part of your life pattern. Like you were ready to respond that way again should a similar action happen. And they're also created to protect us. Like our ego has so many tacts that it used to keep us safe in our comfort zone to make sure life is as easy peasy as possible. And don't let this fool you. Even toxic responses are labeled easy by the by the ego sometimes. And um, all this to say, this is why designing a new vision is so vital because what is happening on autopilot is probably not serving us. Rarely is what's happening naturally and immediately serving us because these are patterns that we did not choose ultimately like that we didn't intentionally set for ourselves the good thing is that we can recreate recreate these kinds of patterns like we can we can take what's gone wrong we can take what we can see again when we remember our magic and we begin to embrace our ability to now alchemize these situations we realize we can change patterns. We can recreate these things. The science is mind-blowing. I'm not even going to pretend to know what I'm talking about. I have a couple of quotes, but just read everything. Um, I'll drop some of my favorite books in the show notes likely, but like the neuro, the neurological like knowledge out there right now that's available to us lay people is incredible. So just make that a mental note. But um, we, all I'm saying is like it is possible it is proven possible that we can re- recreate the patterns that drive our life. We can take back control, essentially. So we can break away from the things that we learned. This isn't easy. This might require, I mean, remember who I told you helped us learn those things, family and friends and our culture and traditions. So breaking away from those things could impose a little bit of stress on relationships. But when everyone joins their own healing journey, this can get easier. We can recreate these pat- uh, these patterns because we are choosing new responses to those uh, those scenarios. Even if something similar to a very painful event or a very sad um, event or something that was upsetting comes up, we can choose a better response. And even our responses to good things may have been a little eccentric, a little out of our character, and we can choose something that's more in line with our highest self. So we have the ability to actually mold the responses that we have that we have chosen and developed over time. And we can set up ways to protect ourselves without compromising our growth and our integrity. Remember, the ego is a good friend of ours, really. If it wasn't for our ego, if it wasn't for our fear, if it wasn't for our self-preservation nature, we'd be we'd have been eaten by the mammoths all the time. You know, we would have um we would have gotten into a lot of trouble when it when we when we began living in large communities and um, facing other people's egos, and even now we would not be able to engage in you know very intimate relationships with one another because that requires a lot of trust, and so it protected us from painful things, but it also blocks us from good things. So we can set up ways to go forward and be a little bit more open, but still remain protected. This is the evolution of it all, because before it was just reactive and now it's a little more comprehensive and we are more um, in charge we're taking a greater role in this whole process rather than just leaving it up to well that's what the body does or that's what humans how humans are we're stepping out of that lumping and we're saying no I can think this through I can see myself from the outside I can see how I'm acting and I can decide to do better I do I know I want better so I can choose better these are phrases that weren't, even if people were aware of them, they weren't very popular for all the reasons out there. So 
keep those, keep that in your pocket for a little bit. Just consider the ways, and remember, do this from that deep space, that knowing space. Consider the ways that we really live our life in a pattern. Like if you're at work right now, however you got to work, what it took to get to work. If you're just out and about doing your thing, what are you doing and what is it for? And how does it fit into the grand scheme of your life? Just think of the things that we do because we have to, because that's what expect is expected. That's what humans do. That's what people in your same lifestyle do. And just think of how you came to become a part of that mob of people, that group of people. All right. So what I want you to embrace right now is that these are not, it's not a bad thing to have a pattern. We just want to make sure we have one that is aligned with the person we really want to be, the version of us that we really want to be. Because I'm not going to get off on too big of a tangent, but I, I'm, I'm part of that camp that doesn't think that we change from one ver- like one person to another. I don't like the statement, they're a whole new person. I think we are who we are. We have what we have. And it's the energy that we assign it is what makes it, um, quote unquote, who we are. So I prefer to say versions of ourselves because just like the dark and the light sides of the Zodiac, all right, just like the positives and the negatives on a magnet, and there are sides to us, but essentially I think it's it's who we are. I don't think we can become new people and I don't think um, parts of us can be cut off or die off. I think they can be crowded out. Um, There's a difference. Like you don't just omit something altogether, but you put enough of one in that the other has no more room. And so when your best attributes, when your highest self crowds your day, the negativity, the fear, the shame, the pain, that, that version that we all have, it has less of an influence, has less of a presence. And you know these people who have the opposite where that is all out there. And the good is there. She just is, she just doesn't have any room. So we've got to make room for this version to take charge. I mean, because I guess that's ultimately what we all want. We all want to be our best. And if you want to be your worst, I'm sorry, this is the wrong podcast because I'm not even going to entertain that idea. Um, but essentially, we get to choose. Okay, and there's a lot of parables out there and uh, and um, stories and all that about, you know, you got like the, like the, the, the one you feed, the wolf analogy and all of that. So take your pick, find your fire in that. But when you come back to it, realize like that applies to all of us and whatever helps you understand that there is a shift needed. Um, this is where I hope I can step in and help you. I, I want to remind you, you know, real quick, I speak from the eye because I created this for myself. So essentially when I started this, it was in the heat of it where I was just more sick of my own shit than I was okay with the comfort of ignoring it. And I think for me, that was the tipping point. I'm going to say that one more time because <laughs> it was, um, this was the moment. Like when I got more sick of my own shit, than I was okay with ignoring it, like the comfort of ignoring it. That's when I knew I was ready to grow. That was the tipping point. And I really believe you have to hit that point and it's different for everybody. But until you get there, you really can't begin to make the shifts needed to change what's going on. And so there are a lot of programs out there that I won't even pretend um, 
you know, uh, that I know well, but most of them start with awareness. Most of them begin with an admission. Most of them begin with the understanding, the knowing, the expression of what has gone wrong and knowing that something needs to change. And I think for the most part, they're very good and productive. There are some that are really bad because um, some, hmm, I don't want to make this like a faith bashing moment, but essentially, you know, admitting that I'm just a sinner by nature was what allowed me to then um, receive the forgiveness and the grace of Christ. This is when I was in the church. But what happened as a byproduct of that is I took on the label of shame in doing that. Now they say you're not supposed to keep that, you're made new. But what they fail to understand is that by making people understand, okay, know and feel deeply and believe that they are innately awful, that really broke me down. And it was so hard to go forward from there, no matter how many good statements may have followed the reminder was this is only available to you because and your nature you're a total piece of shit and it's like wait what so I say all of this to say um take care when you come to that tipping point in your own experience take great care to speak to yourself with a lot of tenderness Because remember, you are a whole person. You are neither naturally bad or naturally perfect. You are a whole person with light and dark in you. And it takes daily choosing. And it takes a daily strengthening and daily alignment and holding a vision to keep you crowding out the dark. It doesn't Mm, It did not work for me to wake up every day and remember that in my nature, I deserve to just be burning in hell for the rest of my life and then go out like, yay, (laughs) it did not work. It depressed me. And so, um, I I mean, I could work through it. I tried to for a long time, but it just... It was, not, it was not helpful to stay in that negative mind space. And that's essentially what it was. And a lot of people will argue I was doing it wrong or whatever, but okay, that's fine. I just, that's not a, uh, a um, conversation I want to have anymore because I have had to step out of that mindset in order to regain my health and wellness and mindset. So uh, like healthy mindset. So if you're there, let's talk, message me anytime because that's that's a big move to make. And um If you're not, you still have a tipping point to reach where you realize there's more for you for whatever reason, you're off balance. And I want to suggest to you today that designing a new vision for your life can be that first step upon realizing that something needs to change. Okay? So how the fuck do we even do this, you guys? Like, where do we even start? Now, there are so many run-of-the-mill ways to do this. I mean, and a lot of ways it's uh, just what it is. This is just how you begin to visualize. But I want to just take you through some of my personal ways that I do it. This is the stuff that I um, that I teach and instruct like during this quest, during the, the journey. And so for the most part, I'm going to like just give you the breakdown of the ways that everyone does it already, but I do want you to kind of get a taste of how I want to expand upon this within the the program. 
I mean, you've probably seen it every single month. You got to like journal your intentions. So yes, writing, flow writing. This is a great way to design a new vision, to get grounded and get in touch with that deeper part of you and then write from the knowing, write out a day in the life, write out a perfect experience, um, channel your thoughts and then let them out into a voice recording or something, whatever it takes to like get this stuff out. That's what you do to build up the growth in that area. And then you can also do like vision boards and um, do pictures. You can make uh, like big elaborate scrapbook journal pages or something like that that help you see your vision more clearly. So if this is a part of you that works, if you need visuals, if you need to see um, pictures of the house you want, if you need to see visions of the places that you want to go, that's something that you can do. You can run a um, like a magic kind of journal. Uh, Carolyn Elliott calls it an alchemical journal where she monitors her mindset through her words. And she sets her intention every day. She pulls a card. She goes through the lunar phase, her um, any like major aspects in the cosmos. She talks about her menstrual cycle phase, wherever she is. She just aligns herself with everything. She sets a little to-do list. She does reflection, um, any dreams that came up. And this keeps her attached to that vision. So you could also use this to set your vision. You could start a journal that is specifically like organized by the month where you are designing the actual visions that you want to see come through by the end of that time. You can meditate and visualize, like actually sit (laughs) on your booty and see the life that you want to be part of. See the things that you want to have. See the places that you want to go. For some, they can do this in a split. It takes me a little bit of work to meditate sometimes. Um, There is a lot of chaos, which is exactly why I need to meditate more. So whatever the case, like sitting in just a few minutes of silence, just a few, you don't have to do it for hours. I don't know why we always think that meditation is a long drawn out process, but the simple process of getting still even for five minutes a day can change everything. So you get still, you get really quiet, get to that knowing place deep down and then start to just see what life would look like if you were the person that you really want to be if you were the version of you that you really want to be, okay? Um, another way that you can start to design a new vision, bringing it into your actions and your language. Tell people who you are. Don't say, I am trying to be a writer. I am a writer. You don't have to be an author to be a writer. There's a difference. So we don't lie. Although you can meditate and tell yourself, I'm an author, you know, because you're, you're and I'm going to, I'll bring this, this in, in a minute, but you can, you know, pull in future you like, like that, but start telling people I'm a writer. I'm writing a book. I write books. I contribute to this. If, if you are trying to make a cookbook, or even if you're just trying to like master your own recipes, say, I'm, I am an awesome recipe designer. I love to cook. I create really unique foods. Um, make it a statement of who you actually are that you're doing right now, not what you want to do. The frequency that you're emitting when you're saying what you want to do, it sounds very positive. I want to be a better writer. I want to be a better baker. You know, 
I want to be better at decorating my house or something like that. I want to be a better friend. Those all sound great. Who could fault anyone for that? But what you're doing is you are emitting a frequency of want. And so what you're attracting is more of that. More energy that is rooted in wanting. You are essentially highlighting and expanding in the area of wanting. You're only going to feel more want. But when you say, I am a writer, I'm a badass cook. I bake so well. I'm a great friend. My house looks so beautiful. I feel like I'm on vacation when I'm in my home. You are creating more of that energy around you. There's just a little bit of a difference, do you see? So get used to the way that you speak and the way that you show up. I remember um, a breakdown, I forget who did it, about the fake it till you make it statement. I don't like that statement, um, number one, because I just don't like saying, hearing, telling anyone to fake anything. I've I've lived that life for several reasons. Like It is just... It was for acceptance. It was for hiding. Um, it was from a pain place and a shame place. I, I, But I understand the science behind it, I think, because you are essentially claiming, you know, that action of what you want, but you don't want to like fake. So the breakdown essentially was explaining to people that, yeah, when you're building a business, you want to position yourself as the CEO, like call yourself the CEO of your business. That's a good thing to do. Own your position in your fucking business. But you also have to still be mindful of where you are in the process. So in a lot of ways, the fake it to you make it message caused a lot of people to start, well, CEO me drives a Porsche. <laughs> CEO me goes to dinner all the time. CEO me has, you know, thousand percent like 800 thread uh, Egyptian cotton sheets kind of thing. So basically in faking it till you make it, people were like destroying their lives in pursuit. And then I think that gives that whole vibe a very bad bad look. It's not about that, but it is about stepping into the ownership of the business that you're building. And being a good CEO, you know, I think is less about the things that come on the heels of reaching the milestones. And it's more about what's happening inside the confidence, the integrity, being a good, a good employer to anyone who may be hired underneath you, being a good, uh, being in good service to your market taking care of the people within your reach, those in your orbit who are going to interact with your with your company. I think that's more more fake it till you make it, like what they mean. They say embrace that version of you. So what I'm telling you and I say all of that was a big sidestep, sorry if I lost you, but I'm bringing going to bring it back. Just bring that into your actions and your language. But don't like fake and pretend and be, you know, pompous and audacious in that pursuit. You but say who you are, say what you do, use good positive language that establishes you as the authority over it already. This is a really, this is action, you know, um, more that we're writing it out. Designing your day and in, in writing is beautiful. Like going back to point number one, writing out a day in the life is powerful as hell. I go back and read those and I get chills because I would say how sweet my coffee is and, um, you know how I kissed my family good morning because we all live at home or I'm sorry, we all work at home. We don't have to leave for the office anymore kind of thing. And um, even vision boards and such have a lot of the places that we want to go and visit and I can like see us there. So those are very powerful, but it's in the day to day as well. It's like, 
in the middle of the day when stuff gets stressful, what would the what would the the future version of you do in that moment? And how can you embody that now? You don't have to wait for later to be that best version of you. You can do it right now. So it's literally saying who you are. And it's surrounding yourself with like people too. Just kind of drafting off that similar energy. I hope this makes sense. That's That felt a little weird. It felt very important to, to point out, but I'm sorry if I confused you there. Just be honest with yourself about what you want. A big mistake that I have made and I know a lot of women make is we do not say what we really want a lot of times. And then this really wicked cycle takes off. We start to get resentful inside and we get angry and we like all this tension builds up. And then because we need to let that out somehow, we start to make decisions that mm, we step into things willingly that are not good for us because we're t- only taking what we can get in that moment because we are so depleted for not saying clearly what we want and aligning with that. We have aligned with the lack for so long that when something comes that can satisfy the lack, we just take that and we further the feelings of lack. When if we just started to say who we are and act as that person would act, and, and do as that person would do and say what we want and only accept that, those things that are really good for us and help us stay in line with our higher self, like we won't get ourselves into those positions. And often the miscommunication that we are giving is that we are very selfish, which we are, but it's like, you're definitely choosing what you want, but we really don't want any of that. We want so much more, but the negative part of us, the broken part of us, the, the flip side, the shadow, the dark is crowded out the light so badly that we can't even really articulate anymore. We can't even see it. And so we have to, we have to get those parts back into their cage. They remember, they serve a good purpose. They keep us safe. They keep us aware. All right. They, they keep us out of danger, but we can't live like that all the time. Letting that part run our lives makes us feel ashamed for saying what we want, which drives the resentment, which leads to bad decisions, which fuels the shame and the cycle continues. Okay. And that's something we go into in greater detail in the program, but I bring it to you in that much to just remind you, this is a process that can take a really long time, but it has to start somewhere. And so these little bits of ways that you can start stepping into a rhythm of setting a vision for what you want, designing a new vision Okay, rewriting the shit that you've been just living on repeat on autopilot. It it changes everything. Okay. Designing a new vision is essentially claiming future you. It's seeing the version of you that you desire and choosing to embody it now. So you live as if it's already here. You do what that version of you would do. And instead of speaking in terms of when I have this or when I achieve that, you claim where you are right now and you take up that space in the process. You're no longer going after things. They are coming to you. You're no longer waiting. You are being. And this is how the massive shifts begin to occur. By bringing that future you into the moment, you are literally closing the gap between now and then. 
it's wild when you think about it. It sounds a little crazy because this is the talk, you know, that people have shut out for so long. But if you, if you really think about it, when all we're doing is just saying we can do X when we see Y happen, well, why don't we just step into that version right now? Why do you have to wait for a dollar amount in order to better respect your time and schedule? Because go with me here. Like when you're building your business or you're creating a product or you are designing um, a new vision for your life, when you are rewriting your schedule for the summer now that school's out, whatever, whatever you're doing with, with optimizing in mind, if what you're using to get there is a depletion of yourself, and I, when I say depletion, like hustling, overworking, overthinking, refusing to give yourself what you need, X, Y, Z, all that. Um, if you're using a depletion of some kind, um, a withholding, in order to get further, all you're going to do is replicate more of that energy. You're never really going to get where you want to go. I hope that makes sense. It's like trying to drive like, and you just refuse, like you're only going to take left turns to get there. Like you just refuse to consider that there's another way to do this where there's like a future destination in mind. And just because you're going one direction doesn't mean you only turn you know, one way to get there. Like you have to shift back and forth sometimes to stay in alignment with, you know, the optimal route, which only your higher self knows. But by, um, by like society standards, you know, if all you're going to do is just go left and make a straight shot, you're going to be driving through mountains. You're going to be like trying to drive through water. You're going to try to drive. No, you got to stay on your fucking road. Trying to get to the future by just plowing through and just denying yourself now and just saying I d- I'll, I'll deserve quote unquote deserve that future life when I've earned it but but how the straight shot just pushing through is not going to get you there you literally have to follow what's guiding you from the inside to reach that destination and no one's going to understand that but the driver no one's going to understand that but you and in in the way that you have to like stop and care for yourself and rest along the way you have to really pull yourself um out of you know like a fatigue sometimes so in route to the future where you want to be resting you need to rest along the way in route to a future where you are confident you need to be confident along the way does this is this landing? I know the driving analogy probably looped. Listen, guys, it's a Saturday and I'm tired, <laughs> but I really wanted to bring this because I was feeling it. I got a little distracted listening to the kids scream downstairs, but I hope you can see where I'm going with this. It's impossible to bring the version of you that you want so badly to you when you're only doing the opposite things to get there. That, that's it. So designing a new vision gives you, number one, the picture of what you're going for, but hints 
to how you have to be in order to make that happen. And the trick, the magic that literally happens in this moment is once you see what it's going to take to be future you, and I put be in power quotes over here because in a way I'm saying that be as in the future, but once you think, well, future me would take naps, then take a nap right now. Like future me would go get her haircut once a month, then, then go do that right now. And all of a sudden you are future you. Does this make sense? Okay, I'm just going to assume it does and I'm going to keep on going. Designing a new vision. This is imperative in this process because it's, remember, we've released a lot of shit in the shadow um, and we've integrated a lot, you know, between the shadow and the self and we did this all in the first quest and that was in remembering your magic. Then we get into alchemizing our mess. We get into just taking on what's imperfect and working with it and shifting the energy. Okay, so the shit that holds us back, that keeps us stuck, that makes us feel like we don't deserve, we've cleaned this up already. That's, again, why I start with those because unless we address that stuff, we're going to be hindered. So now that we have literally cleared space, all right, we've made friends with some demons in there, um, we've shut out some bad patterns and some bad habits, and now... We can step into the idea of bringing a brand new vision to life right here and right now. And we have a clearer mind with which to do it. So it's like you've got this expanse, right? You have this great wide expanse now. You, you've, you've explored all those areas and you just get to decide how the rest of it's going to go. Maybe you have a big vision for years ahead and maybe you only have one for the month or two ahead. However you want to do it, but... You write it out, you, you see it, you meditate on it, you tell people about it, you, you are it. You do those things now. And like I mentioned, you literally close a gap between now and then because by simply acting as if you are, like you now are. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone listens to Joe Dispenza. I think a lot of people like him. A lot of people might, I don't know. But some of his quotes really sit with me because they get me thinking. He, he's a total like heady speaker. Um, and I just really enjoy some of the statements that he makes and the truths that he brings about what our brain is capable of doing. And one of the key quotes that I thrive on and a lot of what this message um, was was fueled by, the epiphany that came from this quote I'm about to give you, um, is what brought me to understanding, like, I don't just need to make better decisions. I don't need to just make moves. I need to actually create a new vision for my life and then step into it. His quote that I'm referring to says, each time you make a new choice that is in alignment with your future you, you are priming your brain to install the neurological hardware to actually think and act and feel like the person that you are striving to be or that you want to be. I've seen both um, iterations of that. And so essentially what that means is you, when I think of, okay, first, when I think of neurological hardware, I think of like train track and then the train can like run on it. So when you make a new choice, that's in alignment with you, like your highest self, the vision, you've like laid track. So just, you have this great big expanse. You've cleaned up a lot of the bad patterns that you've been living on autopilot 
you've cleaned up so much of the mess um, from the past, and now you've got all of the space within which you can work. And so you make a new choice. I'm going to take a nap every day at two. That's a new choice. That's what future you would do, and that's what you're doing now. So it lays track. You decide, I'm going to have a, a like fourth, fourth snack. You know, I'm going to add like extra nourishment in the middle of my day because I need that. Future me would indulge in something yummy in the middle of the day. And that's a piece of track. So what he is saying is that each time you do this with something that's in line with your highest self, the ideal you, you are priming your brain to install the hardware to actually think, act, and feel like the person you want to be in your future. You're making it very easy for that train to just start going. You, you live it. And that is where those quantum leap uh, moments happen. That's where those timeline jumping moments happen. Because it's supposed to take however long, and I'm doing supposed in air quotes, it's supposed to take so long for you to become the best version of yourself when really all you have to do is just step into it and you are. So I want to wrap this up. And I'm sorry again for the fumbles in the middle there. I hope you followed me. But if, if and this is heady, but again, I'm only touching on what we're going to talk about. We've got like three, we're going to touch on this stuff three times. And I want to tell you, a little bit more about what that's going to look like in the program because there's a lot of words in a short amount of time, but we are going to have weeks of this. So first, okay, we're just going to learn to literally rest into this. We're going to figure out the way that we best design our vision. We're going to learn how to be okay um, with seeing our future self and then being that future self and literally resting into it, not sleeping rest, not chilling rest, but resting into it. Like we're not going to be stressed about it. We're not going to apologize for it. We're not going to overly explain why we're doing it. We're just going to do it. And we're going to be unapologetic about it. And we're going to be at peace with it. That's a good thing. Um, we're, so then we're going to work on establishing the right vibe and holding the vibe. Because once we're comfortable with, okay, this is the land I get to play in, then we're going to start creating our little mental obstacle courses where we just continually set the right vibe for going forward. And how we, we know how we want to feel and we know what we want to make happen. And so we are going to create the zone within which we can do that. All right. And then finally, the third iteration of this is going to be more practical where we are going to implore the, or I'm sorry, implore, uh, we're going to include like rests, I'm sorry, resets and retreats in order to keep that vibe. So shit happens during the day. You get knocked off. Um, you get knocked down. You, you, you just get a little frazzled. You need to come back to center. So you'll need a reset. You'll need to come back, reread your vision, realign, whatever it takes. Or in another, things are going really good. There's a lot of joy. There's a lot of positivity. There's a lot of interaction. And you might need to retreat for a little bit and give your brain and your soul a little bit of time to soak all of that up and see what you're going to do with that. See, see why that is resonating with you so much. That, that helps you hold the vision. Okay, so all of that to say, these are the the few ways that we are going to be working through this in um, the Find Your Flow journey. And this is actually one one of my favorite weeks ever. Well, there will be three of them over the month, but they fall around the new moon and the, the crescent moving into the first quarter phase and they are powerful. So we're in it right now. Um, I definitely tried to align my my podcasts with, you know, the energy that would be optimal and this has been such a powerful moon. It's two days past, but that energy is still rich. And this is now the action phase. And so 
this is a perfect example. Like my future self doesn't try to perfect everything. She rolls with it. She's okay with it. And that's why I'm not sitting here, you know, really trying to go back and edit all the things. I'm going to leave it fumbled and imperfect as it is because future me is okay with the fact that she's fucking human. Okay. (laughs) Future me is okay with the fact that sometimes when I say things and I'm very excited, they come out, but we're all human. I'm not responsible for how you receive this. You you can be a big girl or big boy and big person who can decide what's for you and what's not. You can take what is and leave what isn't. And then we go on our merry way and we live our own life. Isn't that beautiful? Old me would be freaking out, re-recording, apologizing, explaining. Future me, which is essentially current me right now, she's at peace with her message. She knows what she's bringing is good. She knows it'll hit the hearts and souls of some people really well. And she knows others don't need it. And she trusts that those people are well enough inside that they can just move on. That's one example. Okay. So all that to say, designing a vision is freeing as fuck. I want it for you. I want to see you do it in this program with me. So if this is something that speaks to you and you want a little more information, Seriously, schedule an alignment call with me. This is where you and I get to jump on Zoom. We can have something to drink and just chat it out for a bit. This is no obligation. There's no pitch. This is just me getting to know the people in my orbit. So if you have questions about this specific quest and what it means for you, just set one of those up. You can DM me as well, um, but I am so much more into this personal one-on-one face-to-face conversation. So if if this specific episode got to you, we need to talk. Okay, you were meant to hear it. There is stuff for you here and I want to serve you in this area. Okay? All right. I got to get to it. I've got dragons downstairs and (laughs) I have to tend to them. But um, I'm so grateful you were here with me today and um, I look forward to talking to you about the final quest and then we will, um, there'll probably be one more episode where I wrap it all up and just um, tell you even more reasons why we really need to do this journey together. It's been great to chat with you this morning. Have a great one, everyone. Take care. The Find Your Flow podcast is a product of the Flow Suite, a rhythm coaching brand created by Kristen Cho. If today's episode stirred your soul in any way, feel free to leave a rating, a review, and share this with someone you think could use it too. You could also head over to my website, theflowsuite.space, and complete my free rhythm audit where in about the span of the average lunch break, I can help you stop working against your flow. It'll also add you to my newsletter, The Loft, which is basically my virtual happy place. It's been a gift to spend today with you guys. Take care.